from Las Vegas. You're listening to Verve Church for people who don't like church. Thanks for tuning in. When I was 11, my parents bought me a really nice piano for Christmas. And I mean, this thing was legit. Like it was a full piano and it was electric. So there were lots of like really cool bells and whistles on it. You didn't even have to touch the piano and it would literally play songs for you. And my parents also got me piano lessons. And uh, after a few months, I started to get the hang of it. I could play some songs and I was able to start to read some sheet music. Um, And I even played in a recital. Well, because I was getting better, I decided to take the natural next step towards becoming a professional pianist, you know, because that that makes sense. Uh, And at the beginning of my seventh grade year, I decided to join the jazz band at school. And I was super excited. I imagined what it would be like to perform on stage and, and move people to tears because of my inspiring music. And then it came my first day of jazz band. I walked into the classroom and I had this excited anticipation of what was gonna happen. And the teacher then gave everyone sheet music and said, all right, let's play. And everyone started to play together, except me. (laughs) I quickly realized that my piano skills were not as great as what I thought. And I sat there just confused and overwhelmed, not really knowing how to get started, while the rest of the band all played their instruments great. So I struggled and I got discouraged. And about probably a week, uh, a week after that, I decided to drop out and take art class instead. I decided to quit. Have you ever experienced that? Like, have you ever had something that you you wanted to do or a challenge that you wanted to overcome? And and maybe you thought how awesome it would be to, to work towards that something. And then about a week later, you realize that working towards that something was not as great as what you thought, even though you still really wanted it. Like maybe you had a dream about who you would become in the future. And along the way, your life kind of took you in a different direction. And now you look back with this sense of grief over who you wanted to be and, and losing that part of yourself. Maybe there's a relationship that you tried to restore, but instead of restoring it, it turned out even worse than where it started. Maybe you've been fighting to save your marriage and your spouse isn't cooperating with you and you're just running out of fight. Or you've been praying for physical healing or financial provision or for God to help you overcome that addiction or depression and it just seems like your prayers are going unanswered. Maybe, maybe you've been trying to empty your email box for months and those emails just keep coming in and you just want to throw that computer across the room. I can definitely relate to that. Well, whatever your something is, I think we can all agree that we have things in our lives that cause us pain and and frustration from being undone. Things that we really, really want, but we haven't achieved them or overcome them. Maybe for you, it's one of the things that we've discussed during the series. 
Uh, perhaps in the past you've decided, yeah, yeah, this is who I want to be. I am faithful. Or I am ready. I am devoted or generous. I am an influencer. But you might have quit thinking of yourself that way for some reason. I mean, you want to be that person, but there's this temptation to quit. And, and that's why we're concluding our series with I am a finisher. Not just a starter or a wish I coulder, but actually becoming someone that looks back and says, man, I did it. I committed. I saw it through. I finished. Well, there's an article in Psychology Today where the author actually talks about the excitement um, around starting something new. And he says this. He says, starting a new project is like falling in love. It's exciting, emotionally arousing, and infused with the natural motivator of novelty. Isn't that true? Like, I can think back on so many things that I started and how it felt. That rush of adrenaline or euphoria around the idea of this new thing, this new book or project, whatever it was. And all I think I could think about was how cool would it be to accomplish that thing? But more often than not, that feeling it didn't last very long. And my excitement or my motivation fizzled out almost as quickly as it started. Well, the article talks about that too by saying this. Then after time goes by, the activity turns into harder work than we expected it. It takes longer to complete than we hoped. I've totally experienced that. That rush of excitement followed by the reality of what it would actually cost me to pursue that thing. So in my house, uh, we have an upstairs loft. Uh, that's essentially my husband's office and man cave. Um, and he works from home, so he spends a lot of time in the loft. Now. I also work from home sometimes, and about a year ago, I decided that, hey, I want to have a work-from-home space, too. So I did what any loving, reasonable wife with a man who values his personal space would do. I told him I was going to move my office into the loft with him and completely redesign the space. I told him that I wanted to get, like, this one big, long desk that we could both work at and it would fit perfectly into this loft space and we could it would be great because we could sit next to each other while we were working it would allow us to have more quality time together <laughs> i'll let you imagine how he reacted to that idea well as i was envisioning this remodel i couldn't find a desk that would actually fit into the space that i was envisioning um, in that room so we could work side by side so I did what any loving, reasonable wife would do. I decided to build it myself. Uh, and I was, I was making plans to build this desk. I was telling myself, oh, this will be super simple. I had all the tools I needed. Um, all, we, all I'd have to do is get the wood and other materials to go along with it. So as I was estimating the time it would take to complete this, I figured, oh, probably three or four weeks, give or take, not bad. That's to totally reasonable. Well, about six months later, I still had piles of wood laying in my garage. 
and I had no workspace in the loft. <laughs> I think my, my husband might have been secretly grateful for the delay. I definitely jumped into that project with this sense of euphoria and excitement. And after about a week, I quickly realized it was gonna be a lot harder than I expected. And it was gonna take a lot longer than I hoped. And isn't that true for all of us? Don't we often get hit with this reality pretty quickly after starting something new? So how can we shift from someone who starts something and quits just as quickly to someone who sees things through to the end? How do we become a finisher? Well, there's a few things that we need to do to become that type of person, that finisher. And the first thing is we need to know our why. Knowing your why is key to reaching any destination. It's what motivates you and it's what drives you and gets you out of bed in the morning. And ultimately your why is actually determined by your identity. And as a Christ follower, someone who decides to live a life with Jesus, your why starts with knowing your identity in him. And just to be clear, I know that not all of us are there yet. A lot of people come to Verve who would not consider themselves Christians. They're just trying to figure things out. And if that's you, I am, I'm so glad that you're here. And I think there are still some valuable principles that you can learn today. For those of us who would consider us Christians, when we know our identity in Christ, it changes how we view ourselves and what motivates us. Let's take a look at Paul from the Bible. Paul was an apostle of Jesus. And so it was his mission to spread Jesus's message around the world. That was his purpose. And he was laser focused on it. Everything he did revolved around his mission. And he traveled all over the, wor the world teaching people about Jesus and encouraging believers in their faith. And so Paul wrote a letter to his ministry apprentice, Timothy, to encourage him in the work he was doing. And he starts by reminding Timothy about who God tells him he is. Let's take a look at 2 Timothy verse one, or chapter 1, verse 9. It says this, For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserve it, but because... That, in, that was his plan from the beginning of time, to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. So Paul starts by reminding Timothy about who he is, about who we are, that God saved us and showed us his amazing grace and love. And then after setting that foundation, Paul reminds Timothy about his own commitment to his mission, to teach people about Jesus. Because Timothy had that same mission, the same purpose that Paul did. And Paul actually points to his own life as an example to Timothy about what that looks like. He says this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. Paul is saying, hey, Timothy, you know my purpose. You've seen how I've lived my life. You've seen me endure and overcome hardships because of my dedication and my commitment to my why. It's defined everything I do and everything I am. 
Paul had a clear sense of his purpose, his mission, his why, and he lived according to that purpose. And the same is true for us. In order to be a finisher, we have to have a clear sense of our why, of our purpose in life. The second thing we have to do is plan to persevere. Now, when we typically look at a destination that we hope to reach, we actually underestimate the time it's going to take for us to get there and, and how difficult it will be. And then we start when we start to experience the difficulties along the way, that's usually when we end up quitting. But it's those challenges and those difficulties that actually move us toward our destination. In fact, research shows us that there are benefits to facing challenges along the way. Um, there's an article from Forbes, and it was reported that facing adversity actually has positive outcomes for your life. And here is what the article says. It says, researchers have discovered five common themes that people tend to report after experiencing a, signi a significantly stressful event. Renewed appreciation for life, enhanced personal strength, stronger, more meaningful relationships, spiritual growth, and recognizing new paths for your life. So as we think about the destination, we have to realize there will be hardships and difficulties along the way, and we have to plan for them. We have to prepare ourselves to move forward through the difficulties. Now, I am not saying that we have to be happy about those difficulties, and I'm not saying that we should ever put ourselves in a dangerous situation or remain in an abusive relationship. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that instead of seeing difficulty as something to run away from or a sign to quit, see it as a way to grow and strengthen yourself as you move toward being a finisher. So remember that desk that I started to build? Well, I experienced some setbacks and obstacles along the way. Uh, the wood that I ordered was warped and unusable, so I actually had to take the whole desktop apart and start all over again. I made plenty of mistakes, and I had to correct those mistakes over and over again. Uh, the desk was so large that I had to build it in multiple pieces just to get it upstairs. I didn't have the right supplies at times, and so I had to make another trip to Home Depot. I hit roadblock, roadblock after roadblock after roadblock on my quest to complete this desk. And instead of taking me a couple of weeks to finish, it actually took me hmm, about a year. And if I'm honest, there were lots of times I wanted to quit. In fact, I think I did quit at one point. I questioned whether the pain of this process was worth it. Did I really need this desk or could I just settle with my current situation? You wanna know what kept me going? It was actually my commitment to persevere. I knew it would be dif a difficult project when I started it. And I forced myself to slow down and take it just one step at a time. I shifted my perspective away from how long it was gonna take me. And I focused on just the very next thing I had to do. And slowly over time, I was able to finish the project. 
And I'm happy to report that my husband is very pleased with the end result. So let's go back to Paul's letter to Timothy. He also advised Timothy to expect suffering along the way, and he encouraged him to persevere. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, Paul writes this, But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Paul's encouraging Timothy to persevere. Why? Because he knew the difficult times were ahead for Timothy. He knew what Timothy was going to face because he had faced many difficulties. Paul had suffered rejection, betrayal, persecution, physical beatings, stoning, imprisonment, all throughout his ministry. And he knew Timothy was going to experience similar things. He wanted Timothy to expect it and to plan for it so that he would be equipped to persevere. And he told Timothy, it's going to be hard, but don't quit. Others are going to quit, but you don't quit. The last thing we have to do to become a finisher is to give it to God. Ultimately, it's not worth our own power that we can overcome challenges, but it's Christ's power living inside of us. Now, I don't know about you, but there have been plenty of things that I've tried to do in my own power. And ultimately, those things I have failed. But when I surrender to God and I allow him to do the work, it's pretty cool to see what he does in me and through me. Paul also tells Timothy this in his letter to him in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. He says, As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. Paul is saying, I poured out my life to God. I gave everything to him. And now I'm facing death and I can say, I have done it. I've finished. I ran the race. I reached the finish line because I knew my why. I persevered and I gave it to God. That is so powerful. To be able to look back on your life with satisfaction that you didn't leave anything undone. Man, what an amazing gift. Now, I know for most of us, we aren't going to face the same kind of suffering that Paul experienced. But if we're honest, we have experienced our own kind of suffering. Suffering from the things left undone. From discouragement and loneliness and frustration. Well, there's another story in the Bible about someone else who was a finisher. Jesus came to earth with a mission, God's mission, to reunite us, God's children, with him. Because we were separated from him due to our sin, and God could not stand the idea of being separated from us. So he sent Jesus as the solution to that problem. And Jesus was laser-focused on that mission. 
the way he lived, how he spent his time, the decisions he made, because he knew who he was and what he came here to do. Check out what he said in John chapter 10, verse 10. He said, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Jesus came to set us free and give us a new, rich, and satisfying life in him. And he also knew that his mission came with a huge cost. It would cost him his life. Jesus would be tortured, hung on a cross, and die. Because that was the only way that we, you and I, could be reunited with God. And it wasn't easy for Jesus to go through with it. In fact, during the moments leading up to Jesus' death, he was experiencing tremendous agony, knowing what he was going to have to endure. Matthew 26, 39 says this. He went on a little further and bowed his face to the ground, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done not mine. Can you picture it? Jesus knew the time was coming. He knew he would experience unbelievable pain and rejection. And he bowed his face down to the ground and he begged his father, if it's possible, let's do this another way. If it's possible, don't let me go through this suffering. But did you see what he said next? He said, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. In that moment, Jesus' desire for God's will was greater than his own. He surrendered to God, and he went through with the mission God had for him. Let's take a look at Jesus' final moments while he was hanging on the cross in John chapter 19, verse 28 to 30. It says, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus was the ultimate finisher. He knew who he was. He knew why he came. Jesus understood the suffering he would face, and he didn't quit. He planned to see it through, and ultimately, he surrendered his will to God. Jesus was a finisher. So what does it look like for you to be a finisher? What is the thing that you've left undone for too long that you really need to face today? Well, I encourage you, take some time to think about your why. Think about your purpose and your identity in Jesus. Plan to push through the difficult times, the painful and lonely times. Get some help from friends that will encourage you and help you navigate those times. And give it to God. Let him work in you and through you 
to help you become the finisher that he wants you to be. Let's pray. God, thank you that you are the ultimate finisher, that you made a way for us to be reunited with you, that you are with us through the difficult times, through the lonely times, and that you want us to experience full and satisfying lives in you. Would you please help us to overcome and to become the finisher you want us to be? In Jesus' name, amen.